1: who were preacher fans. The only dudes who could ever teach me were some guys who were preacher fans. Yes, they were. They were. Oh, yes, they were. That's a podcast theme right there. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Preacher Man, the podcast for yes. a couple of boys... Watch Preacher and talk about it like men I am Justin Tyler
0: I am Pete LePage
1: Yes, more Preacher men And Pete is happily surprised Every time we tape this Because he realizes he gets to talk about Preacher For more than 30 seconds Uh, That's right Today we're talking about episode 3 Damsels uh, Mm -hmm. Which is a fun one Um, Pete, how are you liking the season so far? Three episodes in
0: Oh man, I feel like I thought the first episode, our first season was amazing, but man, they are stepping their game up. This season is ridiculous. I can't believe everything that is packed into each episode is absolutely fantastic. I'm a little kid in a candy store.
1: Interesting. So you feel like this season is already better than the first season? Yep, exactly uh and why do you think that is is it because it's more focused because they are we just have the three main characters like getting their shit done
0: uh i don't i don't know it's just everything's kind of moving forward where i felt like in the first season we're kind of like waiting on things unfolding and how is this all going to work out and so this is just kind of like a road trip uh fucking fueled ramped up crazy fucking road trip so it's like constant forward movement constant action
1: now do you think that's because it's more closely tied to the comics yeah i don't know i don't know that could be it
0: or maybe they just wanted to be like season one kind of like let people kind of get used to this madness and then just fucking crank it to 11 you know
1: are you saying maybe they were like hey season one was good but we should do better no, I think they were just like, all
0: right, season one, we're going to let people kind of get in the kiddie pool and like, hey, isn't this fun a little bit? All right,
1: now it's big pool time. Oh, you think they were purposefully like, this is just a kiddie pool, no diving, everybody yep. just sit and wear swimmies. Yeah. Okay, cool. And now we're yeah. in like some sort of fucked up deep pool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The exactly. lifeguard's wasted. He's so high. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. 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 Nobody's watching anything. There's like a kid drowning. No one gives a shit.
1: Yeah. It's There's just, a, a thunderstorm above. It's like, get out of the pool. And they're like, where are yeah. all the kids? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. That's a, uh, that's great. Uh, TV. Some, somebody's like
0: throwing grenades into uh, one side of the pool. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, totally just a
1: classic day at the public pool. Yeah, uh, exactly. I was thinking, um, the reason I think this is a little more propulsive, I guess you could say, is the first season was all about this like world building and like we had the whole town to sort of learn about. Yep. This season is much more uh, focused on the three main characters. They've tightened the circle and uh, and moved them around, so we we can follow the story a little bit better. I think. All right.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm not going to argue with that.
1: Man, we are just a 100% in agreement, as always. Well, let's get into the story. <laughs> uh, we got the gang arriving down in Nolens, uh, which is well, not, is the Big Easy. Doesn't the episode
0: start with Arseface uh, in Hell and his own personal Hell?
1: Uh, it does. Yeah, I was just setting the stage for where we were getting. Oh, my, my bad, my bad. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff. We learned um, that, that Tulip's a little nervous uh, about getting to New Orleans because uh, of someone named Victor. Uh, yeah uh, jesse is hot on the trail of the best jazz he can find that's right he's just following the music just man you me, just man. gotta follow the music i wish i could follow around my favorite jazz bands my yeah, favorite jazz that'll... band third eye blind
0: oh, oh. oh. man they are oh. jazzy uh
1: and i uh, wouldn't you wouldn't follow them
0: no i just don't know you could tell me they're jazzy and i don't know if you're doing a bit or being serious I don't I don't know.
1: You don't know Third Eye Blind?
0: I've heard of them I, but I couldn't point to their song and be like, "Oh yeah, that's definitely Third they Eye Blind." They were very popular
1: in the 90s, Pete.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm I know. I can I recognize the name, but I don't know what song they did or it was yeah. one of those nineties music songs, it you Seems
1: know. like you're losing a whole year and you're going to become a jumper. If you know what I'm <laughs> talking about. That band actually they've split in two and now both two separate van, bands are touring playing the same songs
0: that is i'm so glad we're talking about this it's I like if
1: we could, split and we each launched a separate podcast about preacher wow well i mean
0: that is interesting i'm glad you brought this up i'm glad we're talking about this you know yeah, so it's
1: all about after
0: uh, the 10 years maybe we should all go over several ways and have three separate podcasts you know how dare
1: you <laughs> Uh, and uh, Cassidy, sort of along for the ride. But yes, as you said, we start the episode um, with a little backstory on Eugene and sort of his, uh, the origin of his face.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, What'd you think of that, buddy? Well,
1: this is very sad. Uh, yeah. Like, Eugene is just uh, a normal, nice kid trying to. Uh, he Hi. clearly has feelings for Tracy. He wants to, like, yeah. be there for her. And she is like dealing with her own shit with her boyfriend and so she's like straight up gonna kill herself in the most gruesome way possible
0: yeah i it, that i was like man i was a fucked up kid when i was a kid i'm glad i didn't have guns laying around because that would
1: have been bad news oh wow that's a that's an interesting take um <laughs> you really put yourself in the scene were you the uh, tracy or eugene in this story
0: uh, probably a little bo- both, man. I've oh, wow. definitely had my Tracy moments and my Eugene
1: moments. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Well, the scene must have really resonated for you. Yeah, it was kind of uh, tough to relive over and over, you know what I mean? You're Maybe you're in your own personal health. Yeah, that's a good point. Except, instead of a gun, you pointed a comic book at your head. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then you two assholes are always talking. Uh, exactly.
1: So... <laughs> Speaking of that, let me talk some more. Um, This was uh, stressful to watch. I feel horrible for Eugene without knowing how sad this scene was. He's just doing his best. Freaks out a little bit because I got to say that is not how you fix a brain injury. He's not a brain surgeon. We know that for sure. He's just picking up pieces of Tracy's brain that she had just blown out. And trying to stuff him back into the head.
0: Yeah, it was tough to watch. It was tough to watch, and
1: they made you watch it a couple times. Uh, yes, because Eugene is in hell. Yeah, his own personal hell. And so he's reliving this just like the cowboy, the uh, saint of killers, who has been reliving or was reliving his the death of his family in hell over and over again.
0: Yeah, what's nice is you kind of know what this, uh, you know, book first and then tv shows philosophy on hell is it's a repetitive thing you have to kind of relive your worst kind of moment in life i guess yeah and uh that would be scary as shit uh but yeah and so glad as weird as this is to say i'm so glad we got this because i've been wondering where our space is what eugene like we've kind of left him hanging a little bit so it's nice to know that he's okay, even though he's not. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm glad that you know we didn't drop him entirely.
1: Yeah, I mean let's let's keep talking about it. So uh, later on, we um, we see uh, that Eugene is uh, in, as in heck, as we said, and he's yeah. chilling with uh, Hitler.
0: Yeah. Now, first off, why did you not say hell there? Are you like? Uh Around a bunch of kids, and you don't
1: want to swear. What, well, we, what the fuck's going on? Well, that's just another way of saying of saying the eight double hockey sticks. I think.
0: Yeah, well, I'm saying, are you scared to say the word hell, or what's, what, what's up?
1: What if that's what gets you to to, to heck?
0: <laughs> what if <laughs> I'm one? What if i What, what <laughs> the fuck just happened to you? What if
1: I'm one swear word away from going from heading if down? It's there. that close, dude. You're not going to make it, bro. I hate to break it to no, you. I can do. I'm fine. I'm right on the edge. I'm teetering. Just please give me this.
0: Yeah, one more time. I'm messing up. You can go the whole rest of your life, you think, and not say hell one time?
1: I can go uh, without doing anything bad. I'm, I'm in good shape. I got a sense of my life. As long as I just don't, like, make fun of someone or interrupt a friend, I think I'm fine.
0: <laughs> You're screwed. You're so screwed. Uh, man. Uh, do you do you remember what the name of that uh, biker gang was that's in New York that's real famous? Do you know what the name of them?
1: Um, do you mean uh, Hex Angels?
0: Ah, oh, man. All right. Well, it was worth the shot. Nice. Uh, I thought maybe the clause might be if you were talking about a specific something and are not you, the— Are you trying to, to send hell- me
1: to, to Heck?
0: To Heck uh, and Bike? <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that's my new personal mission in life. Definitely wouldn't say that, buddy.
1: Well, fuck that, uh, Pete. <laughs> yeah. let's move on to uh, – so Eugene is with Hitler. We have a sort of a okay, reveal. Well,
0: first, let's let let's back up the chuck a little bit and talk about you, uh, Eugene's personal hell. Like I would say if you – it seems like hell broke down, right? Like all of a sudden he kind of walks out.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean what do you think that is? Like he doesn't belong there and no one seems to know that he was yes. but cast. But if you
0: go hell. to hell – go right before it breaks down that seems like a sweet time to be there yeah. like that's got to be awesome like uh all of a sudden you're living a nightmare over and over again all of a sudden it breaks down but
1: but maybe that's me- part of hell uh where like the wi-fi yeah, the wi-fi sucks the doors are always locking and unlocking that could be
0: i mean it sounds like it it sounds like that if that's what the hell would be like uh, they want you. The best part is getting back to living your own personal nightmare. Oh, god, who knows? But I mean, god, how scared would you fuck? I mean, hell to me seems like you know, would be the scariest thing ever. But then, like, you walk out into a hallway and you see Hitler, I would fucking jump to me. That's scarier than seeing like a fucking, you know, skeleton wearing, uh, you know, body parts and oozing fucking weird fluids. Like, I would think that's the scariest thing you could see down in He's hell. Just
1: randomly bumping into Hitler. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, what are the odds that Eugene sells right next to Hitler's? So that's got to be like uh, prime are, hell real I estate.
0: Or worth it exactly planned? You know what I mean? Uh, interesting. It's, for mm-hmm.
1: who? For who? Maybe Eugene Eugene's there to like make Hitler cool again. No. I, I oh, don't, don't say that. Uh, <laughs> well, a, I, I mean, he, he. What do you think's gonna? What's on? First off, what's on Hitler's hell no no, hell?
0: no, no. I think that they purposely. If I'm running hell, I purposely keep the cell next to Hitler open because that's new guys' first day in. You gotta, you gotta share a cell next to Hitler. Welcome to hell. Yes, Hitler's here, and he's your fucking bunk mate.
1: Oh yeah, that's like a fun roommate sitcom. Yeah, just. I just feel like if you have Hitler
0: in hell, you're going to take advantage of that. You know what I mean? You're going to keep the cell next to his open,
1: and you're going to kind of rotate the rookies in there, I think. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Hitler and his wacky cellmates uh, have (laughs) misadventures in hell. Heil Heil Hell, coming to Uh, CBS uh, next. uh, (laughs) Hi, hi o Great. So – uh, what is on Hitler's hell really? I feel like that's a long, like if Eugene's is this like five minute on loop. Oh uh, Hitler yeah, is Hitler's like thing. sort of a an that's got to be a yeah four hour you know post credit sequence. <laughs> it's got to like, be a sequel. Like the editor's just like sorry, I gotta get more clips in here. <laughs> Hitler, you yeah. fucked up so much. Uh, yeah, you were a, truly the m- greatest monster in all of history. So it's gonna take us a little long to get to post on Hitler.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the good news is he probably doesn't feel that loop as much as Eugene does. But, man, uh, that's a lot to get through, I'm sure. Uh, uh, But, yeah, but then – so in the – it kind of – we get a quick flash of R's face. And then we kind of back to the main action of Cassidy kind of – uh cassidy uh well not cassidy jesse uh kind of chasing down the music
1: yeah so we let's jump back to the beginning so the the gang's in the car they are headed to new orleans um having a debate about uh, jazz and mexican food yep because uh tulip does not want to go to new orleans because of the reveal we uh learned about victor this mysterious figure victor
0: yeah and who do you think victor is i feel like it's got to be like a You know, I mean, I know who Victor is, but I feel like from just watching the TV show, it seems like a very important ex who maybe doesn't know how much of an ex he is, you know, type of
1: situation. Interesting. Well, you know, maybe from the comic, uh, my take was this is someone after Jesse left her both as a boyfriend and partner. I bet she went and sought out another partner right um and it seems like maybe this victor is that person and maybe he's not he very nice yeah yeah uh,
0: i also it was weird this uh episode because like cassidy was like working really hard to be nice to this guy who clearly doesn't want him at his house Dennis. you know what i mean yeah he? it seems like it's uh a very not good relationship and i feel like that is good that is like a running theme with Cassidy a little
1: bit yeah it's weird he seems because he seems genuinely genuine that he's like yeah we're friends and then yeah denise like i don't know you really and i don't like you
0: yeah he's like he knows cassidy but it seems like he definitely doesn't like him i feel like maybe Cassidy did something to him or whatever
1: Yeah, I mean does Cassidy go around and sort of think he has these close friendships because he like fucks around, uh, does something fucked up, and it's all very playful for him, but to these other people, they hate it. Yeah, exactly. Like he's ruined lives, but he thinks they're having like the best time. Because he's an immortal vampire. Yeah, exactly. Um, He can't die. So uh, my question is Jesse has this like blind faith that they are going to just find God in New Orleans. They have like no real clues. They just know that he likes jazz and that he was headed to New Orleans. Why does he have this faith and how is he going to know God when he finds him?
0: Oh, I think, you know, it, I, I just think that if that's, he's so angry about like, first off, he had thought he had this power that God gave him. Then he turns out that's not the case. And like, yeah, he wants answers, man. He wants answers and he feels like since he's a preacher and he put all this time and energy into his faith and then it turns out God's not even in heaven anymore. He feels like this is his personal mission to get fucking answers.
1: Yeah. And I, th- I think he's so confident because of Genesis that he's yeah. like, this is going to come my way.
0: I have the power I can do. Yeah, exactly.
1: I'm a player in this heaven versus hell game. So it's going to come my way. I think that's a false confidence though. I Jesse seems like he's like in his own head in a bad way.
0: Yeah, I would agree with you on that. Uh, But I also think that we learned a very valuable life lesson in this episode that you don't trust people who look dead inside. You know what I mean? Like, when he goes to that club and sees that blonde lady, I don't know about you, but I can just tell by looking at her, she
1: is no She's good. bad business? Uh, yeah. A femme fatale, you might say. Well, let's jump back. Yeah, exactly. I thought, I thought you were going to say, don't trust a human dog man.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, that's the classic, oh, you want God, you know, go in the back room and have sex with a human dog
1: man. I mean, uh, I you – know, How is that – is that a thing where you grew up? Is that like a Rochester thing?
0: Dude, first off, fuck you for trying to throw Rochester underneath this uh,
1: I'm, bus I'm not here. saying you seem so down with, like, oh, yeah, it's a human dog man. I Every Friday night, Dave was the human dog man, and we would all, like, head in the back room.
0: Uh, no, dude. I'm just saying, like, dog, God, you know, like, I'm sure that's funny to some fucked up, perverted person. Uh, I just feel like that was, like, a weird bit that they do to new people who... Ask for God. Like, oh, yeah, you got to go in the room and fuck the dog man. You'll find God.
1: Now, do you – when you were a dog man, what breed were you? Uh, I was never a dog man. Why uh, you, would you hesitated there. I feel like you were going to say Sheltie. Uh, <laughs> what? You were a Sheltie dog man. Sheltie I don't know what that. It's a I don't type know of dog. Oh, okay. Type of dog. Yeah. Uh, I was a Dalmatian. Oh, Dalmatian. So
0: you were similar to You're probably what the TV show is based on.
1: I didn't want to say that's actually me playing an uncredited yeah. role in Preacher. Congratulations, though. Thank you. It's yeah, real, that was really Yeah. I had all the makeup, I had the outfit. I just, believed just you lucky.
0: were the dog man and, you know, I know you. So it's it was crazy to just see you transform like that.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm, I I'll come to any party and be the dog man too if you need me. Oh. Uh, all right, that cool. Is, Cool. Got a summer BBQ you planning? I'll be there. Dog <laughs> manning it up. Oh, man. Uh, so we uh, then we get a great montage of Jesse, um, the classic walking around with neon signs montage. Very fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. that's Yeah, that's fun. You like to see That's what you want to see when you think of New, York, yeah. New Orleans. Just you know God what I mean?
1: walking. Just God walking. Uh, and then, yes, we meet this blonde. She is the, uh, according to one seemingly patriotic businessman, the hottest thing I've seen since fire. Wow. Which is a, uh, accurate, but bad pickup line. (laughs) Yeah, I would agree. I'd agree. Uh, also
0: like, You know, I don't know why everybody was like, I mean, her voice was amazing and it was very mesmerizing. So maybe she had this kind of siren thing going on. But I was clearly like, what the fuck are you doing? Trusting this lady. She is clearly evil and cannot be
1: trusted. Well, that's So why would you say that? She was betraying nothing. She was just being a classic femme fatale. She asked him, she was like, funny, interesting. What's this capital of Florida? Dude,
0: she got off stage and was like straight up like eating dudes. She has got off stage and was like, all right, who's next? Who's up? Huh? Who wants some of this? I'm dead inside. I'm clearly dead inside. You know, you, you were, were making,
1: you, Jesse's like on the rocks with Tulip, Tulip's being weird, the Botched wedding proposal, like that's clearly stinging him. He sees this girl who's like, like making fun of this guy hitting on her. Like, clearly Jesse's like somewhat interested in her.
0: He's not interested in her. Yes, he's just in a weird place, and he needs to
1: find God. That's all. No, he's definitely he's definitely into their interaction.
0: Well, sure, but not like interested in her. Like, you know, he's dedicated to Tulip. Man, don't
1: don't try to (laughs) Pete. If you only knew. Always know the state capitals because that'll get you.
0: Oh, that was clear. That was super clear. You've got
1: to always know the state capitals. Yeah, totally. I mean, you shouldn't leave your house unless you know that. Yeah, I always run through them before just in case I run into any femme yeah. looking to test me. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Uh, California, Pete. California. What's the, what's the capital? <laughs> it's lovely this time of year, I'm sure. Ah uh, see you're not taking that lady home, yeah, yeah,, uh, it's California City, so then we move on to uh, <laughs> then we move on to a great fight against these dudes in the white suits. Mm-hmm. and I mean if you're you are just
0: happen to pop up while you're helping the fame fatale, come on, you Justin, do not, you
1: you do not trust mind. women in general No, how dare you say that? Um, I trust
0: fine, just not ones that are clearly dead inside. When you look in their eyes,
1: if you're a gang that is going to fight in white suits, your dry cleaning bill is going to be out of control. Yeah, they clearly haven't seen Deadpool. Yeah, you fight in white suits. Um, but great, uh, Jesse. I love the way they shoot fights in this show. The yeah. Jesse isn't like super powered in the way he fights. Like he gets hit a bunch of times, but he just powers through. Yeah, uh, Jesse's a badass. Man. He's a badass. Um. So the so he handily defeats them, rescues the blonde, um, and then we learn a, a couple moments later she's with the bad guys. Yeah, of course. I told you that, dude. Yeah, you said I that, called that. But you, I don't know if you called that while watching the show. I definitely did, man. I want to believe you, but I don't.
0: Okay. Well, that's your. Uh, it's one. Everybody else believes me and knows that I was right. So. Okay.
1: Uh, I thought that was a fun reveal, and it seems like so she's p- finds out Jesse uses his power on her, t- proves mm-hmm. to her that he has the power, and yeah. then she goes back to her her gang and is like, he has it, yeah. And would she say like, go tell the the home office, like they he, they pass the story to this, and what home. a home office that was, huh? Very this office very into white. Yeah. They like the color white. Um, creepy, and, creepy villain reveal, bro. Yeah, a guy turns around, he's got an eye with a scar over it. I've mm. never seen, like, is there a nice, is there a good guy in any show that has a, a fucked up eye like that?
0: Never. It's you, you can't be a good guy and have an eye like that. It's just the rules.
1: Yeah. But if you see a normal person like that, that doesn't mean they're necessarily evil. That's true. It's true. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. You can't judge a book by its cover, yeah. but
0: if you do see somebody like that with a suit like that and an evil tower of sorts, you got to kind of make some judgments. I would you know get, I mean?
1: though, if he was a good villain, he'd get his eye fixed so he could appear normal more often. Uh, I feel like if you're a villain, you lean into it and you're like, that's right, you're fucked. That's right. My eye's terrifying. Yep. Hmm. Um, I would put on sunglasses. <laughs>
0: well, you're a nice person.
1: Thank so, you. let's talk about the
0: phone call between the lovebirds. Uh, I well, loved this one last one last call. question.
1: One last question before we get to that. Uh, we linger on the one-eyed guy's desk, and there's a file that says Jesse Custer, but the file right. on top of that just says Pig. Yeah, exactly. Who's Pig? We're gonna find out, my friend. Oh, that's something coming up. Yep. All right.
0: Yeah. Anyways, uh, the, uh, the phone call between the lovebirds, I felt like this was a really good relationship phone call, you know, where there's people get angry. You know, somebody wants to talk, but the other person's not doesn't want to talk. But The other person needs to talk, but can't really find the words. And it's like, oh, I thought it was I thought it was uh, a very fun, classic them kind of moment.
1: Well, they're keeping too many secrets.
0: Uh, Tulip's not telling. Well, tell I him. mean, when you're like a, a bank robber slash killer slash whatever, you know, on the run, you know, I'm sure there's some skeletons in your closet. You know what I mean?
1: It's not about skeletons, really. It's about, like, dealing with what's in front of them. Tulip needs to tell him um, that she's dealing with this, whatever this Victor situation is. She, they haven't talked about that at all. And Jesse, I think, right. needs to tell her that he's actually hurt by the fact that she bailed on the wedding.
0: Yeah, you're right. Both of those two things need to happen. But in the time, in the moment, you can't have that clarity. You're so kind of blinded by, you know, your emotions that it's kind of hard sometimes to know what you're supposed to be doing.
1: Yeah, but I mean, Jesse, they should – I just think it's weird. They were were so connected right before that moment and then just seeing that dude Gary and Victor coming up, like what's the big deal?
0: Dude, you've never been like – Having you know such an amazing moment with your significant other and then something happens and that puts you guys in a tailspin and such a lovely day turns into a fucking
1: shit show? It's never happened to you? Uh, no, that happens very often. Um, <laughs> so why can't you relate to the scene then, man? I'm relating to it. I just uh... – it's just funny. I want – I expected – Tulip was like last season, like Carlos, Carlos, Carlos. We got to go deal with Carlos. Right. Now we're just changing or adding a new name, Victor, but she's not like Victor, Victor, Victor.
0: She has a lot of stuff, man. All right? She's, she doesn't have a perfect past. All right? There's a lot of stuff that she has to deal with. All right? Yeah. And Jesse does know.
1: The Tulip is starting to rot.
0: Oh, don't you say that about Tulip. All right? She might not be perfect – but she is perfect for Jesse, okay? The petals
1: are falling off this Tulip. But they are
0: not. Don't turn this into a Sleeping Beauty moment.
1: It's turning into a real Custerfuck. Um... <laughs> a Jessie Custerfuck. Oh, man. That's ridiculous. Uh, and so we end the episode where Tulip um is sort of walking into... to confront her problems. She gets busted.
0: Yeah, I mean... It it was it seemed like she knew what she was doing. And anytime you say like I'm going to get cigarettes, I'm going to get smokes, I mean that is code for like this is gonna be the worst thing ever. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that's code for yeah, my dad went and got cigarettes and never came home. I had to live the rest of my life without a father. You know what I mean? Like that is that should be a giant red flag for Cassidy to be like, yo, this isn't a normal whatever. I'm yeah. going to get cigarettes is code for shit's about to go down. So what do you say if you actually just want to go get cigarettes? You say, hey, this isn't the uh, code for anything. I'm actually just going to get,
1: you know. Oh. Well, technically, goods. we should start every sentence with, well, this isn't a code for anything, but. <laughs> Just so it's well, everything's on the table.
0: Well, but there isn't code like you know. If you're actually just going to get
1: lunch, going to get lunch isn't code for anything. Well, what if I just said like, "Hey Pete, I'm going to get lunch."
0: Okay, then I would say that's
1: code. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Pete, uh, this isn't code for anything, but it's time to move on to revelations. Oh you know, man. Saying, yeah. Uh, so in this section we talk about what our uh, big revelations whether it's a favorite moment uh, something big we learned or or something uh, and that's of that sort a standout moment Pete what do you got for this episode uh
0: I would say I was really happy with the revelation of uh, our space being still part of the show I was very nervous about that because of Uh, I didn't want to be this one of the moments where something that is a part of the comics isn't a part of the TV show. And I just, the revelation that like, uh, hell is this kind of like thing that can break down and like, and all of a sudden Hitler's there. That, That was just such a huge, huge thing. And also like, if you saw Hitler, wouldn't you immediately go to murder him? Like, isn't that kind of the rule? If you see Hitler, you got to take him out no matter what.
1: Well, let me just say, Pete, if you see, like, if you're walking around and you see Hitler, it might just be a guy with a Hitler mustache and don't kill him right away.
0: All right. Yeah. But at the same time, like, if you're walking around with a Hitler mustache, you're asking for it a little bit. You know, like, we all know what that is and what you're doing. And maybe we should just kind of strangle you out.
1: Yeah, but Charlie Chaplin had the had that mustache. And if you, you just walked up and just like lit him up. Yeah,
0: but if you tried to walk up on Charlie Chaplin, you'd end up laughing
1: because he'd like – He's funny. Him. Yeah. He so walks you, funny. So yeah. I guess the rule that you're establishing is the dude looks like <laughs> Hitler, but he's funny. Don't kill him. Don't kill him. Right. So exactly. wait, wait for this Hitler, potential Hitler to tell a joke. Uh, give him a couple minutes. Give him a quick five stand-up set. He's funny. Yeah, get, not. Hitler. Yeah,
0: if he, if he does a tight five and
1: it's solid, then you don't kill him. Well, let me throw this out to you. What if this guy is like, "Well, what is in the news?" Um, okay, uh let's Then His yeah. tra- airline food is is so funny. <laughs> yeah, you strangle him out right there. But okay, so that you that's you're saying that's Hitler doing stand-up. Yep. I was talking to my girlfriend the other day, and she was like, what's the deal with you? Why are you, are you on the couch with the hand in the pants?
0: <laughs> yeah, Hitler lives there. Hitler Hitler lives in that That's, that's Hitler. Yeah, that's fine. That's comedy. Hitler. Hitler. Hitler comedy
1: Hitler is fine. Yeah. Heil comedy. Oh. All right. Anyways, what's your revelation? Uh, I, I mean... My sort of reverse revelation, uh, it was very sad for me to see Eugene and Tracy's origin. Uh, that was like such a – so intense.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. That's going to stay with you for a while.
1: My favorite scene, though, was uh, meeting the blonde woman in the, in the, in the lounge and her, her singing your song and then coming up to the bar. and Her conversation with the dude in the American flag tie, I really thought that was fun, interesting, great character stuff. That type of moment fits in the show so well. Yeah, it really feeling. does. So, uh, great stuff. Yeah, okay. that okay. was a great episode. Great app. Um, looking forward. What do you? Where are we going next, Pete? Well, I mean, we got to go back on following the
0: music, man. But uh, yeah, I feel like the big thing that we're going to deal with is Tulip being surrounded uh, by a bunch of evil dudes. I mean, I feel like she's just going to start whooping ass immediately.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see how they get closer to finding God. It feels very amorphous to me. I don't I have no idea where it's going to go from here.
0: Well, I feel like if you're if you're looking for God and you stumble across a bunch of like weird dudes wearing all white who are scheming and and evil, I feel like you're kind, you're kind of on the right track.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree. And they are like a sort of a quasi, I forget the word they use, but like a quasi-religious like death cult or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. So it definitely feels like they are, there's something weird going. Yep. Um, Just like the fact that on the first album of Third Eye Blind, like almost all (laughs) the songs were singles. Oh, uh, what? What does that even mean? Uh, we'll talk about it later. You don't have a great understanding of music industry. So, that, guys, that's a show. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we do this show. Uh, we are reviewing all of Preacher in its entirety. Uh, we also do a show called Comic Book Club. You can check out um, on the Nerdist channel or right here in the feed you're already listening to. Um, yep. If you'd like to support the show, you can check us out at patreon.com slash comic book club. Um, we appreciate any and all the support you can give us. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Pete. Uh, also, we, yeah, we'd love to see you at the live show we do at the
0: Pit in New York City. And uh, friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the guests we have on our
1: show. All right, thanks, guys. Until next time, we will see you in Heck. <laughs>